At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Other banks go out of their way to make redeeming credit card rewards needlessly complicated, like how they require minimums or force you to use your rewards before reaching some arbitrary expiration date. But Discover isn't like that. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, at any time. So you'll never have to jump through hoops. Unless you're like a trapezist, then by all means, go right ahead. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Every Are you with me? Oh, he's a savage, he's an animal. He's a different breed of person. It's not like us. Why is he ducking George Foreman? He's already a tramp. He ain't no champ. Around here jiving, making a business out of it. I'm a champion. I fight everybody every month. All of them, bar none. Theboxingvoice.com. I kept telling him he had no punch. He couldn't hit. He's swinging like a sissy. He's missing. Let me see your box. I hadn't started dancing yet. He talks too much. He's ugly. He's pretending I'm the true champion. And they make me the underdog. I'm going to show them all their own. Muhammad Ali didn't have a lot of muscles. He wasn't all that strong. This man's presence. You could hit him where you hit everyone else, but he was not willing to fall. He was not willing to be counted out. I haven't convinced these suckers yet. I destroyed George Foreman. I destroyed Joe Frazier. Because I'm the champion. I'm the real champion. There'll never be one like me. Fast. Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom. Hit the switch was in the bed before the room was done. I'm a bad man. I told you I'm the real champion. I told you I'm the champion of the world. All of the ball. I'm gonna prove I'm the greatest. I'm gonna prove to you I'm the greatest. We gonna prove to the world I'm the greatest. This is my last fight. I don't want none of you to miss it. No special training. Just be at the fight. I'm ready to back up everything I'm saying. I'm through talking. SDS promotion. I took up the world. I took up the world. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Damn, it's Friday. Every day Friday. A day is Friday when you have a fabulous number one boxing podcast and you're running it out of the Sticky Paul studio here in Vegas. Indeed. Ooh, indeed. So uh, we're back, man. We're back uh, like we never left you. Right back early, 6 a.m. in the morning. Get people to their work. 
What's in the cup, champ? French vanilla again? Yeah, a little French vanilla coffee. Mm. Um, you know, get started. Get my day started, bro. No, I hear you. Speaking of getting a day started, Anthony Johnson on the check-in, the mandatory. He says, for the best way to get ready for work, TBV. Shout out to you on the cash app. Um, So we're back to talk about Javonta Tank Davis. Obviously, that news broke yesterday. It wasn't on our scheduled topics, and it was unfolding before us. And... Um, Man, I just had so much time to think, and I'm like, how'd Mayweather drop the ball? What the hell is going on here? Uh, how do they have their one and only star, right? Because there's no one else. Who else does Mayweather Promotions has that is remotely as popular? No, nobody. Nobody even close. As big as a draw. Nobody even close. I mean, Javon- even doing Javon- Javante Davis is the biggest attraction in American boxing. Mm. You ain't lying. Because AJ's big, the biggest attraction in UK boxing. Uh, Canelo is the biggest global attraction. Tank's the biggest US attraction. So, obviously, nobody even remotely close to Tank on their stable. And he voices displeasure. And we spoke about it yesterday, but we're here to. But fu- why, though? What is going on? What happened in between all these huge pay per view events, all the smiles that he's been showing in the ring? You know, it, it, it hasn't. Seemed as if anything was wrong, you know? No, obviously, we're on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, we're thinking Tank's on pay-per-view now for the fourth time in a row. This would be the fourth. Do you think that he's upset at that? Do you think that, you know, even though he's making millions of dollars per fight, he wants to be seen and viewed by more people? Is he feeling the residual effect of not being on free television? No, absolutely not. I think he knows pay-per-view is a way for him. And, uh, you know, obviously making good money on the pay-per-view side. But um, a lot of questions, right? A lot of questions, and we don't have the answers. We don't have the answers. There is a lot of questions. um, But... There is a lot going on, obviously, here with the tweets. And once again, it rises a lot of questions as to what's going on. He mentioned the tickets not going on sale till a month before the fight. Here we are slightly more than two months out. And then it it gets us wondering, right, are the tickets not going to go on sale till a month out? Um it gets us wondering and speculating and talking about what could possibly be going on. Um, and then there was a tweet that he made regarding uh, regarding his contract. He said his contract is up. He said his contract is up, and that's why they want him fighting this clown. Um Then he brings up how like Floyd doesn't didn't shut shit down as far as the gloves, the no boxing, no life with Canelo gloves, and you know gets us wondering and obviously talking about it as we came on the show today, and maybe he's just tired of being told what to do and how to do it. I, I but again, while getting ready for this show, I'm just thinking to myself. Is he ready to be a free agent? 
And I know technically he is free according to everything that broke yesterday, but I mean free agent, um, Canelo style, before he just signed a three-fight deal. Free agent, Devin Haney style, because it came out of left field that he's receiving an offer that he might take from top rank while everyone thought he was with Matchroom. So that's what I mean. Like, is he ready? Does he have the – because, like, if he's no longer with Mayweather, is he still with Al? I don't think uh I, I don't know. I don't know, but uh I gotta assume so, right? Al's the one making the big moves. So if he's with Al, then none of this even matters. It or is would. he or is he not with Al? If you're not with Mayweather, I'm loyal to Mayweather who I started this with. He said his contract was up. I know, but again, bruh, me and you started this. Floyd infamously be out there talking about me and Al partners, me and Al, me and Al. No, man, I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. Um, you know, it was funny because I'm looking for the tweet where he said that his contract was up and I don't see it. Hey, you know yesterday, that's why we went back to this because you're going to get in trouble or so. I mean, Al probably called him like, look, even though you, you know, look, you're still with me, though. Don't worry about him. Now you're, now you're not with him. What is being said? This is exactly why I went back to this because I, I, I kept thinking and I'm like, how'd Mayweather drop the ball? You know, if we get the books on Mayweather like we got the books on Golden Boy, you going to tell me that Tank ain't the Canelo of Mayweather? No, I mean, there's no question. There's no denying So there's that. no money. There's no money if you let him go. If he's not on contract, who's bringing in the money? Romero's doing an excellent job talking, but has he sold the amount of tickets the Tank sells? No, I mean, we— And can he be projected to? We've been to those Tank fights, Ness. I mean, you've seen them in Atlanta. No, I love them. I haven't. Uh, I didn't go to either show in Atlanta, um, but I've been to them. I've I was in, I've been to the LA fights. I've been to the Baltimore fights. I've been to fuck where else has he fought? You know, like I've been to his fights. You get what I'm saying? Like Tank is a draw. Tank sells. It doesn't matter where he fights. They're gonna come out. But can he still do it without Mayweather and Mayweather promotions? Will the people still come out the way that they were? W will it still be an event if he's not with Floyd? If it's Bob promoting him, is it gonna feel the same? Or is it gonna feel like Atlanta with Herring and Shakur? I think he's to the point where I think he's to the point where he brings him out regardless. Man, I don't see that. And, and again, this is why I came back to this topic, because I'm just thinking to myself. Hopefully, because I, I, I really like Tank. Mm -hmm. I really like what he brings to the sport. I really love the excitement. He puts eyeballs on this sport. He puts asses in seats and um, he's young. I don't want him to think that he's bigger than he is. And then he falls on his face. He still needs somebody. You, If you ain't got Mayweather, you need an Al. If you ain't got Al, fuck, man, you need... Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom 
maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Uh, Keith Conley, uh, David McWaters. No, nah, I mean, I think the you relationship. You need somebody. I think you need the, a team. I think the relationship with Al was there. I hope. You know, I I, I, I don't know I, why, why. Let me ask you this. Why are you so positive that the relationship with Al is still there when Al and Mayweather started this? Like, how is this man going to come in between? Especially if, what if Mayweather tight? Look, Al, this dude talking shit on Twitter. This ain't the first time me and him went back and forth. There's rumors of Tank sleeping with Mayweather girls. There's 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 tweets from five, six, seven years ago saying Mayweather set me up. I mean, there's, there's stuff here. There's stuff here for Floyd to be like, well, fuck you if you don't want to be with me. Well, fuck you if you're going to be going publicly saying bad things about my company. Al, I don't want him to eat with us. Like, I don't see why you can't think that's feasible, possible. Like, I started this with Al. I made Al millions. Al made 10% of everything I brought in. Not Tank. Tank selling 200. I was selling 1.200. You know what I'm saying? 1,200,000. Like, I don't know that Al is going to be like, yeah, yeah, you good with me. Like, we was here together. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Al isn't getting that 10% from Floyd no more. You but know, he getting it from the company. I get it. He getting from Mayweather promo, and Mayweather's kind of the face. There is no Al. He in the shadows. No, I get what I get what you're saying, but what I'm getting at is, who, who is Al getting his biggest ten percent from? Right now, last one on books, Canelo. <laughs> you know what but saying? I get you. It's Tank. Outside of outside of any you know outside deals. The the biggest in house attraction would be Earl Spence Jr. Bro, let me tell Earl you, Earl Spence Jr. No, absolutely, no question about That's it. That's the biggest in house no attraction, question. bro. Look, I'm on, I'm on Twitter right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on Javante's Twitter. Did all of them get deleted? No, and I'll get to that. Screen but, share? No, 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 bro. What you doing? I mean, you're you on his Twitter, bro. Because I'm trying to tell you something. I want to see you go. why you yeah. tell. Uh, all right. So what? what Aggressive, you... Danny, nah, bro. Nah, nah, it's nah. the creamer, man. Nah, go black, bro. man. So what you want me to show so I can pull it up? I, I thought you you said yo you seen Twitter. I'm like, I'm looking at the screen. That's why I said screen share, bro. Nah, yeah. you know. So this what guy. are we looking at? No, nah, I was going to tell you when I go to his page, bro. On any Javante, that is on any social media. Mm-hmm. On any social media, it shows you people you follow that follow them, right? Mm-hmm. Followers, you know, they call it. It is filled with people that I know don't watch boxing, but they sure watch Tank. Okay. It is filled with girls who don't watch boxing, but they sure love Tank Smile. Or they think he's this, or whatever the case may be, so they tune in. We was just in L.A. December 5th for his fight. I knew girls that flew in from different cities just to watch him in the ring. And this is every fight that he has. Every fight that he has. like. But it's because they know the crowd that he attracts. So if I'm a single lady, I know he's bringing out the big ballers. I'm coming out. Bring them out, bring them out. You understand? Yeah. And they be they be coming out. They come out. Cat suited out. See through cat suits, thongs. Uh, 
What's my man ain't a basketball player? He was there. I, never, I, never, I feel like they're I never, all there. I never seen him in real life. I feel like um, they're all there. Dr. J, was it? Oh, yeah, Julius Serving. Yeah. That was crazy. I mean, I've been. I think 2 Chains was at the last one, too, because there's so many they all, rappers. They all come out. Like, yeah. they all come out. I literally, this girl just followed me two days ago on Instagram. I'm scrolling through. What, one of her whoa, pictures. Just don't say what, girl, man. I don't want another Kevin Cunningham situation up in this man, piece. Man, chill out. Nah, but I'm, bro, f- girl, follow me, follow the back, whatever. I'm scrolling through her. Guess where she was at December 5th? Oh, the fight. <laughs> at the Staples Center. Like, bro, Tank brings them out. Mm-hmm. Every fight we go to, every fight we're at, he brings them out. He is a star. Earl does too, though. Earl does too. I just don't know that it's quite to the level of Javante, but Earl brings him out too. Don't get that confused. We were there, forty eight thousand. Yeah, in but that but that forty eight didn't feel like Tank's audience. Like mm-hmm. Earl's audience, you mean? No, no. Earl's forty eight didn't feel like Tank's audience. Mm-mm. In what way? Um, the level of celebrities, um, the fashion show feel. You know, don't get me wrong; they was dressed up. For, for Earl's fight. It was beautiful there too. But Tank, I'm telling you, Tank and Haney, it's like a fucking video shoot, man. It's crazy. Oh, no. Uh, it's crazy, yeah. bro. I, I, that Atlanta fight, the parking alone was crazy. It was so many cars back there, bro. And, and it wasn't nice cheap. Nice cars, too. Exactly. It wasn't cheap nice cars, cars, man. Like, Bro, trust he bring me. bring them out. Trust he me, bring I've, seen out I've seen it. Real big money. I've seen it, and um, I, I'm telling you, between Tank and Haney, I've never seen more Lamborghinis in my life. Like never. Like you know, you see an occasional Lambo driving down the street if you in yeah. the right city at the right time. In Tank and Haney, like if you go back to any of my audio talking about they fights, it's like it's like Skittles. It's like so many different colors. They just fucking lined up. You know, it don't matter if somebody renting them for the night. They going above and beyond for the night. It's they an think event. It's, it's a, an event. Exactly. It's, a, it's an event. Exactly. It's an event. Um, you know, people are going to throw on they 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 best they best designer. They best. They're gonna you know. Order they new bundles of weave. They gonna order. <laughs> they gonna order the new Louboutins that came out. Spring collection. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they come out. They come out and they come out in the highest, the highest sense of, of fashion. And and you're right, man. Um, I'm, Do we I'm, got gate? I, I I'm going to throw Earl in there. We need gate. Um, Gate numbers on okay. Tank because no they probably they probably have raised his ticket prices above the normal price no of, a, of an average fighter. Like he's probably not as high as a Canelo, maybe uh, slightly under an Earl or above an Earl. See the thing with that though. Here's the thing: it's um like the comparison in in what you're speaking on right now is very tricky because. A fight that holds seventy five thousand tickets are gonna be priced very differently mm-hmm. than a fight in a venue that only holds twenty thousand. So I feel like something just would be like maybe a comparison of 
Javante Pitbull Cruz versus like a Arrow Sean Porter because both fights were in the same venue. Um, not too far apart. You know, they were maybe, what, a year and a half, two years apart. But um, regardless, you know, they bring them out. And and Earl's part of that, too. Earl's part of that, too. But I get I get what you're saying. I think, I think when it comes to Javante and Devin, it is maybe just a slightly overall younger crowd. Maybe just slightly. You know, I think people that go out to see Earl, they come out, they put the best on, and they look nice and things like that. But I think with Earl, it might be like a, a early Earl, Earl's Earl, Earl's cheapest ticket right now is forty five dollars. Forty five, and seeing that, that's what I'm saying. Forty five dollars in a venue that holds fifty, sixty. I mean, the venue holds like eighty, ninety. But mm-hmm. I'm, how many people are they going to open it up to? You get what I'm saying? So if I have more tickets, I can charge a little bit less. Mm-hmm. For them, um, I mean, I was there when Canelo did the seventy three thousand, bro. I'm sure, I'm sure there was tickets that were thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. You get what I'm saying? I mean, when Canelo fought, if Earl's cheapest ticket is forty five, I doubt Canelo went under. But no, I was gonna say not to say that he didn't in the past because I remember for the Liam Smith, he was selling ten dollar tickets, ten dollar tickets. So it was like bring a toy, a canned goods, or something. Like, do you remember that? Tank Barrios did 13,000 tickets, which equaled 4.5 mil. 13,000? So if you figure... That was... You said Tank Barrios? Yeah. That was what? Atlanta, right? That was Atlanta? Atlanta, you were there? So that's not a That's sellout. crazy that that was 13,000. I, I don't know. Rob gave me that, that, that number. We might have to... Because, yo, that... If that's 13,000... That can be thirteen thousand. I ain't even see curtains, man. Yeah, I, I was gonna say uh, that couldn't be thirteen thousand. What arena was that? So Premier Boxing Champions. What they got? They listed it as a sellout of sixteen thousand five hundred and seventy. There you go. So uh, <laughs> that, that that's that the is, that's a State Farm in Atlanta, right? Yes, State Farm yes. Arena. Yes, because I'm telling you, man, it was people's in the rafters. No way, man. It was people up there. That thing was so electric. So, I mean, the State Farm has a capacity of 21,000. But let's keep in mind for big fights, for pay per view fights, I mean, have your pick. They usually have, they usually remove some seating around where the fighters will be coming out of because they have to set up the stage. Then they got the stage for uh, like the broadcast team and stuff like that, right, Ness? So stuff like that does take up seats. But I mean, you've been there, bro. You've been there. You've seen, I've, I'm telling you, people love Gervonta. Love him. <laughs> yeah, man. They love him. So. I remember going to a PBC card. You remember back uh, several years ago, maybe seven, six, seven years ago. Remember PBC was showing, uh, they was having cards on a bunch of different networks, right? Mm-hmm. You remember they were doing stuff on Spike, on Bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a Friday night. I actually liked when they was on Spike. They made some decent fights. I, I want to believe Earl Algeri was Spike or was that Fox? No, that I I want to say that was Spike. I want to say that was Spike. 
But I know, I know, um, Rashid Warren, a lot of his fights was on bounce. On, on bounce. And no. maybe one or two of, of Easter's, right? Nah, definitely, uh, definitely a few. Um, wow, that's still. What's up? That's pretty cool. I uh, just got. What'd you get? Um, this morning, uh-huh. I had somebody from uh, Dillian White's camp reach out. Okay. To congratulate us on the show. Okay. Our good friend Dean White. Okay, I just got an interview from Dean White. We got to upload. Kenna probably has it in his okay. email. I seen it. So I, uh, I told him I'm like, yo, I know, I know your brother's training for the fight, but you know we'd love to have him. So he said he gonna try to see if uh, we could we could do zoomy know, zoom a, zoom a zoomy zoom zoom. I mean, with, we, we'll fly him out. I mean, he's in camp, bro. The fight's less than a month away. We'll fly him out. You know that ain't happening. I'm fucking with you. You know that ain't happening. We were just talking about his fight yesterday and how it's less than 30. Now, if he upset Fury... Oh, yeah, champ, come on. If he upset Fury, you probably never seeing him. And I'm tight with Xavier Miller. I mean, he sponsored Border Wars, like, on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we never got Dillian. He still got me blocked. He got you blocked? Blockily block block. Really? Bruh. Mm. Bruh. We got to talk. People don't like the They say Arrow Van Heerden was on Spike. Arrow and Chris Van Heerden, that fight was on Spike. Yeah, I can't wait to see what my man's kind of Ben does with Van Heerden. Van Heerden's tough. Real quick, though. I I, I brought those PBC shows up just to say that I remember going to a fight here. It was at the the Palms. Mm -hmm. And... It was like a four-fight TV card, and Tank was like the opening bout on TV. I watched Tank fight, and then I forget who was after Tank, but I, I left. I left at, before the co-main event. I like specifically went to, to go see Tank. When I went to Mayweather Berto, Tank was the second fight. I showed up at noon to watch Tank fight at 1230, even though Floyd... Himself wasn't fighting till nine nine thirty that night, you know. Tank definitely brings them out, man, and and people, they have uh, yo, people just love him, right? People love him. Yeah, a lot very of very fashionable. He's very fashionable. A lot of a lot of friends outside of the sport. A lot of friends, in, you know, in uh major league sports or in the hip hop industry, what whatever. People love to see Tank. And, of course, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. A lot of verified accounts always uh, support him, you know. And I think I think people, when it comes to Tank, especially these last couple years, I feel like people are attracted more to him because he's, he's really a mystery. Like, you don't really see him posting too much on the internet like these last two years or so. Mm-hmm. Very to himself. So you think it was the birth of the daughter, little maturity, you know, fatherhood. Yeah, definitely the maturity, and I think yeah, he definitely seems I think, different. I think now, I think now when it comes to Tank, maybe it's like so now he's on pay per view, he's touching money he hasn't touched before, and he's kind of just kind of keeping to himself in a sense like. I want to keep the same people that's been around me around me. I don't want to let other people in type of thing. And very, you know, just to himself. So, 
Absolutely. Uh, I got a couple super chats here looking like we got Mike Rios. Maybe he does want the biggest fights, but TMT consistently keep dictating his career. Shout out to Chicago. Appreciate it, champ. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that this is a attempt uh, at getting the biggest fights out there and, and, and this is a lash out at the frustration of not being given what you want? I think it's a mixture of that and... I think it is a mixture of that. And then maybe he's not happy with how much control he has. He voiced his displeasure about fighting who he's fighting. He voiced his displeasure about ticket sales and when they're going on sale. So maybe maybe when it comes to Gervonta, it's, it's, it's a mixture of that. And maybe not having as much control over what's going on, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, this maybe, is all speculation. Do you think, do you this is all speculation. You get what I'm saying? And obviously, we're thinking of things and we're talking about possibilities, but this is all speculation. Nobody's really going to know except the people involved. And even then, you know, there's always three sides to every story. So you're right about that. But even though we're speculating, I, I don't think that there's many. I think there's one street here, you know, it either goes up or down. There's not a lot of cross streets. It's not an intersection. This isn't a, a you know, an off ramp. Um, he's being very direct, you know, either he's being axed for tickets from the millions of fans that he's has. Right. And he keeps going to them saying, when are tickets going on sale? And he found out, man, we ain't doing that shit till April. And mm. it upset him. I mean, all that, it's pretty easy to piece together. I don't I don't see what we could possibly be missing. It seems self-explanatory. No, I mean, there, there's a lot that could be missing. Like, give me some. Well, I don't I'm know. I'm just saying. Not, like, give me, let me see anything, how vivid his imagination no, is, right, Austin? I, I'm just saying anything under the possible fucking sun is possible. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, again, what we do have is there. We don't have to assume what could be there. What's there? He's telling you. I mean, the that, there's tweets there. That's it. There's nothing else. That explain enough. He uh, if, again. If it explains enough, we're not questioning each other. Again, you just so said, it doesn't explain enough. You but you just said yesterday that the fight is two months away. Correct. But his tweet says they want to put my tickets out a month out, like a Michael. You we can't piece that together that they talk about not releasing his tickets till April. Yeah, but what if they release tomorrow? Then what? And that's why the tweet is deleted. And and his job that was tweet, done. That tweet is not deleted. His job was done. Though. That tweet is not deleted. expressing frustration. If the tweet isn't deleted, regardless. But if 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 what happens, if what you say happens, and they release him tomorrow, a closed mouth don't get fed. He spoke up. Expressed his frustrations and they addressed it. So, um, again, still self-explanatory to me. I mean, he's pretty. He's being pretty direct. Like, uh, like saying I, he's so, not on contract. That's pretty direct. No, it is. But I'm what what I'm getting at is, if it was very, if it was as direct as you're saying, we wouldn't be sitting here asking each other. Well, what do you think it could be? What do you think it's a Floyd thing? What do you think it's an Al thing? You get what I'm saying? We don't know. We're literally speculating. 
uh, based off what he gave us, which was the tweets, which was him saying like, yo, why the ticket situation, the contract situation that we do have, you know, that we do have. And again, same thing with the glove like that we do have, but everything else we're not too sure on. And we're just, we're just going, going along with it. Right. There is possibilities and there's always possibilities that we may not even know of, but on May 28th, Javante Davis, Roly Romero, Barclay Center, Showtime pay-per-view. Absolutely. And I'm still excited for that fight. I don't know why he doesn't like it. Obviously, he knows Roly on a personal level, them being, uh, you know, stable mates, so to speak, because of the TMT thing. I mean, you being a, a Vegas resident a lot longer than me, have they sparred? Do we know if there's any rumors of them sparring? I've never seen them spar, but I believe that they have. Not 100% certain on it, but I do believe that they have sparred. Um, again, not certain on it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Javante sparring is. Let me see if uh, this Roly. <laughs> this roly bag work is up. He was hitting like the double N bag yesterday. Uh-huh. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah, it. here it goes. Let me get a screen share, Austin. Yeah, we ain't gonna play that. Uh, anybody on Zoom, Austin? Yo, what you think about this? Text a lot. It's a bag, you know. Double N. Uh, I was always a believer that the fight would end in a knockout. I always favored Javante. I I was um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I just feel like Javante has so many more tools in his in his arsenal than than Broly and. Javante just looks sharp in his fights. Yo, look at Troy King. I hit him up, too. Like, Troy, I'm in Vegas, man, when you coming through. But he's in Oakland. That's not close. But um, he like, man, what? <laughs> and then somebody else like, yo, big bro, get him right because they know he trained. And someone else says, I'm dying, bro. What the fuck is this? But... Like, this look surprise how wide, you. look how wide he's that throwing left hook. that left hook. I oh, know. my God, bro. I know. Uh, oh, hold on. Let, let me get a shot. Let me get a shot, Austin. Yo, he's he's literally throwing the left hook. Hold on. I'm, uh, oh. All right, never mind. What but, bro, you? he's throwing the left hook, like, from fucking, from over here. He's, hi-ya, hi-ya. Like, bro, like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> he's literally like, hi-ya. <laughs> Yo, why are you using the hi-ya sound bite? This ain't karate. No, nah, be, bro, because because the audio is off, so I'm just doing what he's doing. <laughs> hi-ya. <laughs> bro, I had somebody call me. Look, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me t- uh, I mean, we only did like a four and a half hour show last night, right? So I finally got home. Is my man Trout boxing on it on Zoom? Yeah, same Zoom link. You said that yesterday, right? That's right. 
Oh. He's not on. That's what I'm telling uh, Brandon. I got to send your number to Brandon, bro. This is getting... This is getting frustrating because Brandon didn't want to take the job and move to Vegas to be with the big boys. I just put his number in the uh, studio. In the studio. Chat. But if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. You already know you got me sounding like a freaking record on repeat. Smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us get to 200,000. That's my goal for this year, man. I want numbers. No, for sure. You know, but right now we're just gonna go one at a time. One at a time. Hundred and thirty-two thousand. Hundred and thirty-two k. Let's go. We stopped off at Mike Rios with a good super chat. We're going to Mister Stilia Chin, the biggest tank fan I know. Ten dollars super chat. He says he wants to fight the best, and he is tired of people saying he's scared of them. He's gonna put the world on notice. Brooklyn, here we come. They using him, so we gonna use them. Something gotta change, champ. Mm. Shout out to him for the super chat, of course. Yeah. No, last time he gave us some inside information as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's close to the camp. Um, Eliza Feliciano. Uh, but anyway, going back to that steal your chin super chat. Again, more, you know, we got to assume here. But based off the super chat, do you feel like that? Do you feel like... Mm, this is all again frustration. He's just tired of the bullshit. He want he's tired of people saying he ain't fighting nobody and and he's avoiding the big names. You know he is twenty eight now, right? Twenty six or twenty eight? Twenty seven, I think. Yeah, man. At twenty seven, Dan, you already know what Danny Garcia did. By twenty seven, Danny was a two division and a one time unified champ and had two underdog wins under his belt: seven to one, four to one. Yeah, Javante twenty seven. Look, man, that is that a possibility? Absolutely. Do we know? No. We do Yo, not. this guy's so bent on we don't know, right? We don't know. It could be so many things. I'm just saying there's people tuned in right there? now over four hundred. Trout or trot man boxing. Trout man. Hey. Hey. How you guys doing? Oh, we're good, brother. You just been hanging there not saying anything? <laughs> yeah, I just been hanging out, uh, enjoying the convo. Oh shit! Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate you for coming on. It's been a minute, but we need to make some money. Yeah, so, there we go. who should we be looking at this weekend, man? What's the uh, where's the money at? Ooh, uh, where do you want to start? Is there a fight you're like really interested in, in particular? Yeah, yeah. Actually, Burchell, you know, he's gotten knocked out uh, by a Colombian. Then, obviously, he went on a good little run, got the belt, beat Francisco Vargas and a couple others, but then suffered a loss at the hands of um, Oscar, Valdez. Oscar Valdez. And we didn't get to see too much from Nakatilia, right? Like, he kind of was negated by Shakur, uh, but, <laughs> but rumored to be a puncher. I mean, can he bring back those ghosts to Burchell, or is this an easy one for Burchell? Uh, I think it's the latter. I think it's probably an easier one for Burchell. I mean, one thing that I think is interesting here is, like, this is billed as Burchell's lightweight debut. 
but it's Naka Fields as well. Like if you look at his career, Naka Fields also fought at the lower weight classes. I think going the distance with Shakur is like a nice achievement for him, but that's a different animal from Miguel Burchell, who's like always going for the knockout. You know, Shakur is happier to bank rounds and look good and kind of play it safer, especially in a spot like this where he needs to kind of reclaim his credibility after that loss to Valdez. I think Burchell, you know, goes after him here. I think it's a pretty favorable matchup. You could take the knockout, but what I like is the under seven and a half rounds. You know, that that seems to me like something where Burchell could get that done with uh, potentially rounds to spare. Mm, nice, nice. Uh, any other ones uh, that, you know, seem safe for you? As far as safe bets, um, it's kind of crazy to be talking about a fighter like this, but Ebony Bridges, I, I really like her matchup against Maria Cecilia Roman. Me too, man. I'm actually upset that Roman's in this fucking fight. She lost to Odessa. She shouldn't be champ. They didn't, uh, the, 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 the freaking, what was it? The WBA, whatever belt she has, didn't want to approve Odessa because she only had four fights. Odessa beats her. Now this girl's in the fight with Bridges. So it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought she put up a pretty decent fight against Odessa, like close decision. Yep. In, in my opinion, at least. But, you know, Bridges is like one thing you, there's a lot of flaws with her fundamentally and she's not the most athletic, but like one thing you can't take away from her is that strength that powerlifting background, she's going to be so much stronger than this girl. You know, Roman, zero knockouts, like no no pop on her punches. I think she navigates the ring pretty well. But Ebony is just going to like walk her down, in my opinion. I think she's going to hold her against the ropes whenever she wants. The knockout at, I think it was like plus 550, I think it's going to be fairly live to uh, connect here. And I just think there's still some uh, meat on the bone as far as her money line goes. So, um do you guys still use like my bookie primarily? I do, I do right now, man. Yeah, yeah. So that minus one sixty five line for bridges is is fine to me. Mm-hmm. And I think you could also like pair that with something else you might like this weekend. So either straight up or by a parlay, I think bridges uh, gets it done for sure. Nice. Um, I like the Ocampos and Zuski fight. Is Zuski? Oh, yeah. A sleeper. I mean, they have him as a favorite. Um, and he's obviously been in with the better opposition, but you know, as far as I can remember, he's always lost to the better opposition. Well, he was up on the scorecards when uh Mean Machine knocked him out. Yeah, kind of interestingly. Um the thing that deters me from Ocampo, because I kind of wanted to take the dog stab here, but his level of competition after the Spence loss, uh it's just suspect to me. Like, I don't know why he's had so many fights in Tijuana against subpar opposition. I mean, it's been years and years since he's fought on the national scale. So I don't know if those fights are going to prepare him to fight someone like Zuski, especially in Zuski's backyard. Um, and just looking at my bookie for you guys and like seeing that they've got full props. One thing that I like Zuski by decision at plus 210. Um, I mean, you're getting $2 of value from his money line because his money line is minus 130. Um, I like that quite a bit. I mean, I think Zuski is someone who's going to go rounds. I don't know if he's going to come out here looking for blood or to like knock Ocampo out or if he can even necessarily do that because he's coming up in weight. Um, so plus 210, that seems like like uh, a bit of a steal to me. Wait, wait, Zuski's coming up in weight? This is at 54? I believe so. I think oh, wow, you're right. Yeah, I think this is either his debut or it's like 
one of his first fights in a new. Nah, world. this is his third. This will be his second fight at fifty four. But fight. damn, when did that happen? Um, I mean, it makes sense after you like suffer kind of a barbaric uh, KO like me machine. Same deal with Burchelt, I guess. If you like get knocked out like that at a weight class, could just be time to move up, you know. Mm. All right, so let me see how that looks with the parlay. How how do you see the Tim Zoo and Tarogashe fight? Uh, yeah, big fight. Zoo, a significant favorite. We didn't really see it going that way. I do favor Zoo, but the odds just kind of caught my attention and just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like uh, on my own here, but I think it's insane to be parlaying Tim Zoo at, at his money line price right now. Like, I don't know what we've seen from him to warrant um, a line like that against someone like Terrell Gaucher, like a former Olympian. You know, his pro career hasn't really set the world on fire, admittedly, but he's by far the best opponent Tim's fought in the pros. You know, if, if you look at like the best opposition Tim's fought, you're looking at a faded Jeff Horn. You're looking at like Steve Spark, like Australian regional competition, like Inouye, who, you know, is tough, but not much else. Um, and then look at the guys Gaucher has fought. Like, his only losses are to – it was, like, Lubin and Lara, I believe. Yeah. Each of those guys, I, I don't know. That's a very competitive fight against Zoo. They're probably favored over Zoo, I would think. Um, so people who are just, like, chucking Zoo in parlays, I think, are kind of getting whatever uh, they deserve. But, yeah, I, I would go Gaucher on the money line, like, for a small amount over – playing zoo straight up for sure but but is that just a gambler's bet or you oh, yeah. calling for the upset no it's you're playing the number you're, you're right yes yeah. like, well, i'm uh i'm just playing the number here like if i were to pick like someone just asked me straight up who do i think is gonna win probably zoo but do i think he wins 95 percent of the time like his money line suggests like absolutely not do you think would this be a fight that you could maybe bet the over do you think that this goes the distance they don't even. Have, I can't stand my bookie. I can't wait for bet online. I promise you. Look, they don't even have prop bets for the biggest fight of the weekend. Mm. Shit is <sighs> retarded. Um, I do like that. I do like goes the distance. I saw someone online had like goes the distance at minus one twenty. I think that's a sharp play. One other angle I like. Um, if you can find this prop somewhere, it's fight to end in round seven through twelve. I think bet three sixty five had it at like plus 220, mm. I think that's pretty good because you, you're covering either outcome. Either Tim might be able to beat down Gaucher, who can fight kind of negatively at times, and wear him down because I don't see someone like Sorrell going out early if he does. And then let's say it goes disastrously for Zoo. Like his U.S. debut, um, he's getting picked off with counters, like fighting with his mouth open, like his eyes are getting shut, whatever. There's no guarantee he, he hears the finish line. So you're covering the the possibility that Gaucher just like has him covered and then uh, stops from the second half. So you think regardless if there is a stoppage or a knockout, it would be in the second half of the fight? Exactly. Like okay. it's far more likely that Zoo would be the one doing the stopping. But I think it happening in round seven through 12, that's the kind of the sweet spot to me. I don't see an, uh, an early KO here. Okay. How? how how do you explain Gachet's KO over Jermonte Clark, who's been in the ring with some tough people, and then he's the one that's perceived to not be the puncher and gets the stoppage? Um, I mean, that was like a one-punch KO, which seems to me as a little less weird than when someone just like 
comprehensively beats an opponent down over like 12 rounds, let's say. Because mm-hmm. um, Clark, if I recall, is just like real, real long and rangy. And I think he just left his chin out there and Gauthier just caught him. It was like a, a kind of a one in a million outcome, but, you know, Gauthier can look after himself in there. Like nobody would confuse him with a knockout puncher, but he's also not feather fisted. So Clark just let his guard down and, and paid for it. So it's, it's a bit of a random outcome, but it, it makes sense to me. Trot, did you find any odds uh, for the Caesar Francis fight versus Muhammad Mumin? I think that's a sleeper fight. Uh, I've watched Caesar. He's he's been on the club level. I don't think he's gotten any TV time. Uh, he's Panamanian. This kid is no joke. Have you has he come across your radar? That fight's on my radar, but we don't have odds. Uh, so so all of the odds that we bet on, they all come from Bet365, which is based out of the UK. Yeah. Um, they've not produced odds for that fight. But it's a good one, man. Like, Mamoon's that guy who got robbed versus um, yep. Tyrone McKenna a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, real competent fighter. Um, I'll be watching that fight. Unfortunately, we, we just don't have odds to bet on. If you don't know, it's going to be on the Pro Boxing TV YouTube channel, Pauli Malinaji. We'll be calling the action with Roy Jones, Antonio Tarver, and they even got John Pascal in the building. They put, they ain't playing to bring out the celebs. It's a good crew. Yeah. But uh, Kiko, my my co-host is picking Kiko. I don't know if it's because of his heart. Uh, should we ride with Kiko at this beautiful two fifty plus money? Because he would make my already sexy parlay with just, I mean, just Ebony and Zuski. I got a 397. I feel like just locking that in. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kiko is the side here. Like, I don't know who is betting Josh Warrington straight up minus 325 or, or chucking him in parlays. Like, looked so bad against Lara the first fight. I thought was pretty fortunate to get that technical decision the second fight from the head clash. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Did I hear you? Co- so you're saying, you're saying old Kiko is going to win again? Not he's going to, but if you're going to pick a betting side here, I don't know how you think Josh Warrington is. I don't know what minus 325 equates to, but it's like significantly greater than 50%. I don't think this is that type of fight. I think it's closer to a shootout. Um, so Kiko, if, if you're going to bet this, I would back him. Um, let me direct. Wow, he's, 30, uh, he's 36, though, and he's got 326 rounds boxed. He can get overnight. I mean, he can get old overnight. For sure. I think Warrington has deceptive uh, mileage on his odometer, too, considering I think he's, like, still in his 20s, maybe. But Warrington's been in some some fucking wars, and he's been broken down and battered. And, and you're right, because he has 242 rounds boxed with only 30 fights. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't see this being a fight where one guy looks old and the other guy looks like a spring chick. And I think um, it's going to be a kind of grueling affair. But here's here's a prop that's on my bookie that I would uh, steer listeners to. Martinez by decision plus twenty five hundred. Like, is that a ridiculous prop or what? I I know he's fighting in leads, totally um, unrealistic of that hits. But their last fight ended in a majority decision. Like this could be a very close fight on scorecards, especially if Kiko picks up a knockdown or two. Then him winning by decision at twenty five to one which is even better odds than by draw. Uh, I, I think that's pretty preposterous. So I don't know how people are not chucking like 20 bucks on that or something. Just on Kiko by decision? Yeah. Might have to put a little parlay <laughs> together there. 
<laughs> he he said 20 straight up. That's interesting. Let me see what 20 straight up would have been on Kiko. It'd well, be like $500, right? Yeah, 500 bucks that wow. pulling plus 2500. That's nice. But Bro, if-, if I do everything that you've been not everything you've been saying, but kind of the people you're assuming as a parlay Bridges, Zuski, and I got Zuski by decision, like you said. Mm-hmm. Martinez by decision, like you said. Jesus, that's like plus 12844. Oh yeah. <laughs> Buy a new house. Buy a new house if you hit that shit, bro. What the hell? Yeah, let's put let's let's uh let's go in on it. Five dollars makes you six hundred and forty-two dollars for three people. I was gonna say fifty bucks, but let's go in on it. Holy shit! You said five uh, five dollars gets you Bridges. How much? Bridges just has to win. Zuski got to win by decision, and Kiko got to win by decision. Mm. But that is a motherfucking parlay. Fifty dollars, like you, you a big spender. That's fourteen hundred plus yeah, your fifty but- back. If those, if two of those hit, but Bridges loses, like you're gonna feel like shit. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, I just think I, I, I'm leaning Bridges too, though. I think uh, you know, I know that uh, Roman put up a good fight versus um, Odessa, but Odessa herself, I think, is 34, and Roman is is old. I don't know. Bridges is just fresher, you know, and. Maybe politics is gonna push her towards the win too because she's the 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 the, the house fighter and the prettier face. No, I really I'm really thinking about putting some money on Kiko like by decision, just a straight bet, um, or parlayed it. I might do both, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, do it. We out here. We should go see what they got at the sports. Book. No, it's worse. It's always worse. Worse, worse. Boxing, boxing in the casino is a lot less limited oh, than wow. online betting. You know, I ran across. Anyway, I got tried on still. Try any other, uh, you know, I guess any other ones that you are recommending? Any trout specials out there? Yeah, let me throw one out there real quick just because it's this afternoon. And if anyone wants to tail, they've got time. But I think Dejan's a teaching in is pretty live against Lewis Ritson. Really? Yeah, Ritson's yeah. been looking shitty, man. Real shitty. I think he's another one of these guys like Warrington who. Um, is deceptively got some some mileage and some scars, uh, even though he's pretty young. Because I think Ritson's like 28, and so Tichinen's older, so people might write him off. But so Tichinen's always got that dedicated body attack. Um, I think he's a perfect height for Ritson because he's just going to target that midsection. And by contrast, it could be difficult for the taller Ritson to reach down and kind of clip Tichinen coming in. I think also Tichinen's last fight has aged pretty well. He fought. Um, I'm spacing the dude's name, but oh, uh, Zawar Abdullayev. Yeah, um, and he he made it to the final bell, and he turned in a pretty good performance. And by contrast, Jorge Linares couldn't even make it to the final bell against Abdullayev. Well, he got knocked he got out knocked before out. that final bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a that good was, fight, man. He was winning on my yeah. card. I had Abdullayev winning in that fight, entering the last round. But what? Both that way, for sure. Yeah, I thought I thought he was starting. The tide turned in that fight because Linares bossed rounds like one through five or one through six. Yeah, and then yeah. the second half of the fight, it was a, it was the second half of the fight that uh, uh, Abdullah just came on and started to take over. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, but yeah, I think Ritson could take an L here. I think you know Abdullah is considerably better than than Ritson. Um, just looking through my bookie, any other spots people might like. 
I think Dalton Smith KOs Ray Moylet fairly easy. I know my book, he doesn't have props for that, but if you guys can find that anywhere else, because he's like, I think it was like a minus 175 for the KO. Moylet just like really sketched to me. Um, took took a pretty one-sided loss in 2018. Is on the sidelines for almost three years. His only action leading up to this fight was a one-round KO win over some like journeyman. Mm-hmm. And now here he is fighting Dalton Smith, who's one of the UK's like best punching prospects. Um, it just leads me to think he's not really serious about this fight or his in-ring return. Mm-hmm. So minus 175, I think it's pretty good for Dalton Smith to get it done. Um, Let me ask you, uh, I, I want to slide this in before you got to go. We had Lubin in here, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of torn, man. I don't know. I want to ride with Lubin, but obviously I'm very biased. I've been covering him since fucking he was signed to Mike. So it's like, is he going to beat Fundora? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think it I think it could be close. But if I were to pick one of the sides, I think Lubin at, at evens is, is pretty solid. I mean, I think Lubin has the potential to be a belt holder someday in like a serious capacity. And I don't know if that possibility exists with Fundora. Um, I just watched that last fight with Sergio Garcia and like I I was pretty disappointed with what I saw. Yeah. I thought he looked um he was a bit of a front runner in that fight. Um I think if that fight was held in a neutral location, that judging could have been very different. Mm-hmm. Um Fundora just seems like a very fun TV fighter, and there's nothing wrong with him, and we need people like that in the sport. But I think Lubin is a bit more serious with his craft, and I think he's a bit more technically proficient. Um so, yeah, and he's also never been given trouble by people due to height or size disadvantages. So, yeah, uh, if I were to pick a side for sure, it's Lubin here. Well, I think those are all that we got for right now. But as you already know, man, and I'm sure our co-producer has told you, we'd uh, love to get you on. So just, uh, you know, let us know when. Give out your social media and any, you know, links or locations you want to direct the audience to for any of your work and uh betting advice yeah of course guys first and foremost thanks for having me back on it's, it's really appreciated my social media on twitter at trotman boxing t-r-o-t-m-a-n boxing um i do articles recapping like or previewing the week's betting slate and i also do a podcast so just a lot of boxing betting content if that's uh your thing and uh yeah guys thanks again for having me on Appreciate it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Some weekend betting advice. And and at least we know, you know, we didn't believe in Kiko in the last one. And he got the big come from behind upset uh, knockout win over uh, Galahad. I mean, it, it definitely seems like the right play. You know, if you're going to sprinkle something, that 20 bucks can go far. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of comments in the chat disagreeing. I mean, we got a big UK listenership. You know, you know, it's it's huge. American and UK are the two biggest countries. Then you got like Canada, um, Philippines, things like that. Those flip flop, but you know, it's it's UK America here, baby. Uh, the co-producer Brandon wanted him to ask. I mean, wanted us to ask about Adorno Rivera. But pff, the fuck is he talking about, bro? Everybody knows Adorno's not winning. <laughs> <sighs> He you might got, not even make weight. Like, what are we got, talking you about? You got Michelle handling them easy? I got Baby Ali. You know that's how they're trying to sell him. Yeah. Especially putting the Ali on the trunks and everything. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Once again, if you want to voice your opinion, remember to hit that raise your hand feature on Discord or call us up at 1425-569-5241 as we are no longer using uh, Skype. We have transferred over to Discord. We have many, many features and reasons for you to be on our Discord. Uh, there is 11 days left on Skype before total termination. I thought it was 11 yesterday. No, 12. Okay. Whoa. You're going fast. He wanted y'all to be cut in like a day. He's like, nah, man, you just got to make them transfer over. I'm like, bruh, got to give people time. Um, but let me go out to some of these callers. Who's that with the hand up? Let me uh, go ahead and play this. Get these out the way. You know. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. We should be having another guest in studio around 7.30 or so. He's running a little late. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash The Boxing Voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Shout out to Sosa crew. Picked up another win. And congrats to my man, Machine. Got his first win on his pro debut. Uh, yeah, let's go to... Oh, that's Brandon in Cincinnati. Hello, ladies. Anybody that knows me, you know I've been a player, whether it was in Alabama, Ohio, or anywhere around the globe. TheBoxingVoice.com. I've been smashing Telly Swifts, man. I didn't have to become a millionaire to get that caliber of woman. One of the people's choices. One of the fan favorites. The guy that galvanized this crowd, such as myself. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. The AJ of trucking. Woo! Yep. Brandon in Cincinnati. Fellas, good morning. How's my audio? You straight. Hey, before I get started on the topic, I didn't watch last night's show. Who you guys picking in the Zoo and Gachet fight? I'm like torn. I don't know. I don't know, man. After listening to Trout, uh, I, I'm thinking maybe Gachet got more of a shot. Plus, he got that knockout over Jamonte. He hurt Lubin. I don't know. Is he coming into his zone with the power? Yeah, I'm, go I'm going Gachet. I'm edging it to Gachet just with the experience and the boxing ability and the pedigree. I like Zudo, man. He got some pop. He's been thrashing people. That's, that's close. I'm I'm going to take the underdog. I'm guessing Gachet the underdog, so I'm going to go Hell with that. Hell yeah, he a big underdog. If you're going to go Gachet, you better put sign on money line. It's, it's, it's a, he a plus 500. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's the topic. As far as Javante go, I understand. Um, his frustrations, and and I applaud him for that because a lot of guys would, you know, sit back, wouldn't mind being spoon-fed, decent paychecks, fighting the caliber of opponents he's fighting. But it seemed to me like Tank, like, nah, man, I'm tired of people saying I'm cherry-picking. I'm tired of people saying I ain't fighting the best. I want the best, and I commend him for that because he realizes I'm making decent money now, but if I want to, you know, set my pay raise up and – reach that, you know, higher echelon of pay scale, I'm going to have to start fighting these guys I want to uh, fight, the big names. So, pass off to him, man, because you had Lil B-Hop on here a few months ago, and Lil B-Hop was like, I just fight who they tell me to fight. 
I collect my little check and I'm good. Like Tank saying, fuck that. I want to fight the best. I want to start making, you know, them them top dog dollars. So pass off to him. Should he leave Floyd? Probably, but stay with Al Heyman though. But you can be with cause you can be with Al without being with Floyd. But like I said, man, I agree with Tank on this. Stop spoon feeding them, you know, telling them sweet nothings and whispering that sweet shit in his ear and start giving that kid the fights that he wants. Because it sounded to me like he ain't ducking. So shout out to Tank for that. But that's my call, man. Y'all have a good one. All right. Um, I'm shocked, man. You didn't listen to the show yesterday. Uh, heavy rumors. Let's go to the next call. But yeah, Brandon, I guess on your second call, heavy rumors that your boy is signing to PBC finally smelt the coffee. Uh, what is that? Intrigued the Incredible? Sure is. It sure is. You know what he's calling in to talk about. You better not duck me, son. You better not duck me, son. Rambo, Ferrari, phone whip, made overseas. The whole money bag, dead president. 150, 2010, I want all of it. I want it all. Hey, Draco, 40K, 9 million. What up, what up, what up, Intrigue? Chillin' man, hey, uh, just for uh, FYI, you can... You broke up. FYI what? He out in Africa today. Nibia, something like that, right? Damn, we lost you completely. All right, we gonna try and come back to you. Give you some time to get a better connection, maybe? In the meantime, we'll go to New Jersey, out to King Amin in Essex. What is up? See if you can mute, unmute that 908. I'm having issues on my end with Block Talk. Yo, yo. What up? Hey, man. Why you ain't asking about the odds for the Maidana fight this weekend, man? Were you tripping? What Maidana fight? Hey, hey, but uh, that was canceled. Oh, it's not happening? He not fighting in Dubai? He not on that shit? I thought I seen something. I ain't really click it, but I thought I seen something that said he's all off that or not doing that, right? Yeah, that fight's off. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I thought that was a little crazy, man. But um, that's, but that's how you know the hardcores don't miss nothing, man. Bro, this is second comeback, guy. right? He was supposed to be fighting it. some other dude, too. This is second comeback to get canceled. I think the last one was in Dubai, too. The last one was some sort of exhibition with some sort of karate dude or some weird shit. But yeah, outside of that, man, the, the Gache and, and Zoo fight is intriguing, man, because I, I definitely like Gache as, as an underdog, and I, you know, you don't want to root against the other. He's your Ohio guy, or something too. Um, you don't want to do that. But but Tim Zoo, something tells me, despite and I love Brandon's call, but the, despite the lack of experience, Zoo power seemed legit, and I'm not a drunk off power guy. 
But I just think if if it came down to it and it didn't get to those late, late rounds, the eighth, ninth round, I think if Zoo hits Gachet with something that he don't like, I don't know what, you know, yeah, he, he might try to clinch, but I don't know. Zoo shit like he seemed like he'd be getting motherfuckers up out of there. Um, but but who are those that, guys, though? Who are those guys that he's getting out of there? That's the thing, you nobody. know. Uh, isn't Gachet more caliber? Absolutely. But but Zoo is getting guys that, like, he's, so he's getting guys out of here that he's supposed to get out of here to get him to this point where he's in a fight against a good, what I respectfully, B-level competition. Gachet, that is. Okay. So, I mean, it's a a step in the right direction because if he was having trouble along this route, we'd be saying, yo, that's just Costa Zeus' son. You know, and he's been asking for names at 54. So, it's like give him a shot against a good, you know, good level of competition. Gachet, listen, if he handles Gachet, um, then that says more about him. And if if Gachet handles him, then that's why he gets that title of a veteran and experienced fighter. So, that's why I like this fight, man. You can go really, really deep into that one, man. Um, I, I, I didn't get my call off yesterday, but Crawford, man, yo, hats off to him. If PBC's the route, man, you know, and I don't know if that's why Earl started talking all nights. Well, you know, we got to put our egos to the side, man, because he knew homeboy was coming over. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you know your relatives is coming over, you can't leave your house all nasty like you normally would. Straighten your shit out. Uncle Bud's coming over. So, Brandon... I want I want you to recertify me for the bud tenders, dust off my fucking past from 2020. I, I might jump down on that, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm high on, on what he's done character-wise, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Bud Crawford. Um, as far as Tank Davis goes, that's a hot topic too, man. Tank, I think he's doing what a star does. When a star is not comfortable, despite what we thinking and telling him, but he's doing this. He's telling the people that need to know that he's a star. He's making it known. So even if he's not behaving in a disgruntled way, he's saying out in the open, like, hey, it's a problem over here. So, you know, like we saw that even if it's like a little glimmer of, of, of dissension, death of a dynasty, they made a movie that shit turned out realer than we thought, right? Canelo, you know, saying certain things to Oscar tripping, and then all of a sudden there's a split. So I'm not saying that it's imminent, but a star has to recognize when they're not being treated right and try to put them in position, you know, to, to basically have as much power, as much control, and as much uh, maximizing off their own career as possible. So uh, I like what Brandon said. You stay with Al, but you don't have to deal with Floyd no more. You know what I'm saying? Now, will that cause some tension perhaps? Sure, but fuck it. That's what stars do. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, great show as always. I'm going to go ahead and step out the way, let everybody else get their shit off. This is the greatest podcast, boxing podcast out there. Check me out, King Amin Vestix on uh, YouTube and also on Instagram for all your weekend fight notes. Peace. I mean, uh, I sent you a friend request, man. Come on over to the good old uh, Discord, man. We got we got we got stuff going on over there, and uh, people that sending requests, I am uh, accepting on a daily basis. Daily basis, so. We are growing in Discord, and remember, that is the future for TBV. The link is posted in the live chat, and uh, it will be the future form of calling in outside of the call-in number that you see above my shiny head. We're going out to New York City. David Maldonado, what up? Hey, 
We did it first, and we motivate even the greats. Oh, what a big shot by Lopez! I told everybody! TheBoxingBoys.com What he done to the boxing world to be number one in a junior weight division? SDS Promotions. SDS, who was that? Oh, David Maldonado, that's Block Talk. My bad. What up, champ? <laughs> Yo, good morning. That's the Gibbs and Shit Break Danny. Oh, man. Shit Break Danny. Yo. <laughs> Yo, it's all good. Yo, um, I know the Tank has been showing a lot of maturity lately. Tank had the same issues that Edgar Belanga and a lot of fighters had before. You know, they caught up in the celebrity party, drunk, drinking, going to club life. But Tank, since the pandemic, has been dialed in. Been in the gym training. He's been active. Um, I mean, with Floyd, I think Floyd did a great job promoting him because he rubbed off on him, made him a pay-per-view star. However, Floyd, I'm not going to blame Tank because he's a fighter. Floyd ducked Lomachenko for Tank. He ducked Tiafimo for Tank. He ducked Gary Russell for Tank. He ducked Devin Haney for Tank. Now that Tank is going to be a free agent, can those fights happen? I don't know. Is he still going to be with um, Al Heyman? I don't know, man, but I wouldn't advise Tank to go to top rank because Bob Arum doesn't promote black fight as well. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I still hope the role Devin Haney got to go to top rank to get the Cambosas deal, or are you going to call him a duck? Well, Devin Haney, um, we're not talking about Devin Haney. Man. Oh, we're all right. About Devin Haney yeah, now. yeah, all right. But, um... Yeah, but Devin Haney should have been took a deal with somebody because a lot of 